Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Dear audience, welcome to our Saturday night program, where we bring you insightful discussions every week. Today, we're honored to have a familiar face on our podcast, Dr. Benjamin Smith. Let's give him a warm round of applause as we welcome him. Hello, Benjamin. Good evening, Connie, and thank you for having me back. It's great to see you again, and I appreciate your kind invitation. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for joining us once again. In our previous podcast, we delved into the topic of blood formation and red blood cell progenitors. Over the next two episodes, we'll be shifting our focus to the formation of blood vessels and vascular progenitor cells. Today, Dr. Smith will share essential insights into the development, maintenance, and renewal of human blood vessels. To kick things off, would you mind discussing the key events during blood vessel formation? I'd be delighted to do so. The formation of human blood vessels takes place alongside blood islands within the yolk sac mesoderm, typically occurring during the third week of human embryonic development. Throughout this process, blood islands develop alongside the endoderm, eventually segregating into individual hemangioblasts, which are surrounded by flattened endothelial precursor cells. Hemangioblasts mature into the first blood cells while endothelial precursors evolve into the endothelium of blood vessels. By the end of the third week, the entire yolk sac, chorionic villi, and connecting stalk become vascularized. This process, known as vasculogenesis, initiates vascular formation within the embryo on day 18. During vasculogenesis, the underlying endoderm secretes specific substances that induce differentiation of some splanchnopleuric mesoderm cells into angioblasts. These mesodermal angioblasts subsequently flatten into endothelial cells, coalescing to form small vesicular structures known as angiocysts. These angiocysts can fuse together to create networks of angioblastic cords, which eventually unite, grow, and invade embryonic tissues, giving rise to arterial, venous, and lymphatic channels. Thank you for that informative explanation. We're all aware that the mature vascular system consists of intricate networks. Could you explain the processes involved in the development of these networks? Certainly. The formation of vascular networks typically involves three key processes. Firstly, there's vasculogenesis, which is the continuous fusion of angiocysts. Secondly, there's angiogenesis, where new vessels sprout from existing ones. Lastly, there's the assimilation of new mesodermal cells into the existing vessel walls. We've previously discussed how the yolk sac plays a pivotal role in supplying blood cells to embryonic circulation, but as development progresses, this role is taken over by various embryonic organs including the liver, spleen, thymus, and bone marrow. Two essential concepts arise from this, the bipotential hemangioblast, which generates primitive erythroid and endothelial progenitor cells, and the hemogenic endothelium, responsible for producing hematopoietic stem cells and endothelial progenitors. Later, 
I'll delve deeper into the capabilities of these progenitor cells in hematopoiesis, vasculogenesis, and angiogenesis. That sounds fascinating. Could we begin by discussing the characteristics of hematopoietic progenitor cells? Of course. In human embryos, homogeneous endothelium can be observed and isolated, both in the extraembryonic and intraembryonic regions. Within the human embryo, you'll find a densely packed population of CD34 positive cells, adhering to the ventral side of the aortic endothelium. These cells express markers typical of mature hematopoietic and endothelial cells, including CD34, CD45, and CD31. Moreover, similar cell populations have been discovered, which can later differentiate into various tissues, including myelolymphoid lineages and a network of capillary-like structures. I've come across the term BB9 as a cell surface antigen identifying early angiohematopoietic precursors in the human embryo. Could you provide more details about BB9? Certainly. BB9 is expressed in all blood-forming tissues during human embryonic development, including the yolk sac, parioidic splanchna pleura, aortic progenitors, fetal liver, and bone marrow. The dynamic expression of BB9 suggests the migration of hemangioblast precursors, which travel from the parioidic splanchna pleura toward the ventral aorta. These precursors then differentiate into hematopoietic progenitors or endothelial cells. This hypothesis is supported by transplantation assays conducted in an immunodeficient urine model, where only isolated human embryonic cells expressing BB9 could reconstitute hematopoiesis and rescue lethally irradiated mice. I see. Is it possible to study the role of BB9 in simulated embryonic development in vitro? Indeed, there is an in vitro model that utilizes differentiating human embryonic stem cells to study human embryogenesis and developmental vasculogenesis. The differentiation of embryoid bodies closely mimics the physiological mesodermal hemangioblast pathway, consistent with in vivo data. During this process, cells expressing BB9 and angiotensin-converting enzyme 1 undergo differentiation towards the hematopoietic or endothelial lineage. The renin-angiotensin system regulates this development. In another model, the efficient development of a specific type of progenitor is induced by bone morphogenetic protein 4 after differentiation. These cells express vascular endothelial growth factor receptor 2 and possess hematopoietic and vascular potential. From the hemangioblasts, two distinct subpopulations emerge, both expressing vascular endothelial growth factor receptor 2. One subpopulation generates primitive erythroid cells, macrophages, and endothelial cells, while the other produces endothelial cells, predominantly of the primitive erythroid type. Thank you for shedding light on hemangioblasts and their role in heart tissue development. I've learned that cardiomyocytes, endothelial cells, and smooth muscle cells all originate from mesodermal-derived lineages. Could you provide more insights into how these cells develop? Certainly. We've gathered evidence from human embryonic stem cell models and studies in adult tissues that suggest a common origin for these cell types. The signaling pathways that guide their differentiation in early development have also been elucidated. 
in humans, the earliest evidence came from umbilical vein endothelium-derived cells, which were found to differentiate into smooth muscle cells when cultured with fibroblast growth factors. In murine embryos, early periendothelial smooth muscle cells were observed in association with embryonic endothelial tubes, both originating from a common progenitor. Furthermore, in a human embryonic stem cell model, multipotential cardiovascular progenitor cells were identified. By subjecting these cells to a multi-step exchange of growth factors, they could be directed toward the maturation of cardiac, endothelial, or smooth muscle cells. Thank you for the detailed explanation. It's fascinating to see how these cells can develop from a common origin. Now, I understand that there is evidence of a specific type of progenitor that can differentiate into both endothelial and mural cells. Could you explain the significance of studying this cell type? This particular progenitor, expressing vascular endothelial growth factor receptor 2 and VE cadherin, has been isolated from human embryonic stem cells and shown to differentiate on a murine bone marrow stromal cell line. Additionally, there's another VE cadherin negative cell type. Co-transplantation of both cell types in a hind limb ischemic mouse model led to enhanced neovascularization. Studying and identifying defined pluripotent progenitor cells within the human embryonic stem cell system is valuable for various purposes. It aids in understanding cardiovascular development and the signaling pathways that govern the commitment and maturation of these progenitors. Furthermore, these cells can provide a virtually unlimited source of human embryonic stem cell-derived cells, potentially leading to the improvement and establishment of new clinical protocols. Your insights are truly valuable. Moving on, what have studies on vascular progenitors in adult tissues revealed? Research into adult hemangioblasts and endothelial and hematopoietic cell progenitors has uncovered significant findings. Endothelial progenitor cells have been isolated from various sources, including adipose tissue and lymphoid organs. Additionally, several types of circulating cells have been extracted from both cord blood and peripheral blood in adults. These populations can be induced to undergo endothelial differentiation through the use of various growth factors. During the early stages of differentiation, they demonstrate the ability to promote endothelial outgrowth in animal models, characterized by high proliferation rates and endothelial angiogenic capacity. These cells express endothelial-specific markers throughout the differentiation process, and a specific subset of these cells also expresses vascular endothelial growth factor receptor 2, indicating the presence of a functional endothelial precursor population. Where do circulating endothelial cells primarily originate from? An examination has revealed that the majority of circulating endothelial cells originate from the vessel walls. These cells are identified by their expression of an endothelial cell surface glycoprotein. They have limited growth capacity. Additionally, a type of cell isolated from the adult bone marrow has shown bipotential differentiation, giving rise to both hematopoietic and endothelial cells. Furthermore, in adult human heart tissue, endothelial precursors have been identified. 
A subset of multipotent cardiovascular cells lacking hematopoietic lineage markers predominantly differentiates into cardiac cells, with some differentiation into endothelial and smooth muscle cells. I understand. Could you provide further insights into the origin and differentiation process of smooth muscle cells in adulthood? Certainly. Our understanding of the origin and differentiation of smooth muscle cells in adulthood is relatively limited. It has been observed that smooth muscle cells arise from parasite-like mesenchymal stem cells. These cells form the abluminal endothelial layer of veins or arteries in various adult and fetal human organs and express markers indicative of smooth muscle cells or the mesenchymal lineage. Thank you for clarifying that. So, we've learned that new vascular formation is referred to as vasculogenesis, occurring within the embryo, with the first blood cells originating from hemangioblasts. Today, we've discussed the capabilities of these progenitors in hemodopoiesis, vasculogenesis, and angiogenesis. As we conclude today's episode, could you give us a preview of our next topic? Certainly. In our next episode, we will delve into the role of human embryonic stem cells as a source of vascular progenitors. I hope you find this topic as intriguing as our current discussion. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today. We'll wrap up here, and I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Same to you.